Hello, this is Deb State at Dojo, part of the Calling All Beings Podcast Network. I'm here today with Priscilla Stone. Priscilla Stone is a content creator and part of the Anomalous Podcast Network. Her show covers a variety of paranormal topics, including spirituality and UAPs. She is the host of Quantum Witch Cafe and the UAP Book Club on YouTube. Additionally, Priscilla is a practitioner, mom, and a military wife. And I also have a special co-host today, DJ from Calling All Beings. Welcome, everybody. I tell you what, man, if loving the quantum witch Priscilla's wrong, <laughs> ain't nobody want to be right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you guys are, that's the most official uh, introduction I've ever had. That one and when DJ does it. Yeah, hold up, man. No, no, wait, hold up. DJ sounds like, uh, (laughs) like I'm walking, I feel like I'm walking into like the WWE wrestling ring when DJ (laughs) announces it. (laughs) Man, we got, you know what, you are, I was, Deb and I were speaking before when I was in the woods. And it was really dark with my dogs. And I said, you know what? Like Sasquatch could come rolling up right now. What I'm finna do. But what we're talking about is that Priscilla is. <laughs> but, what... You are... <laughs> but what we're saying is that you're part of the cab family. I think you know oh, that thank everybody you. Thank on you. cab uh, loves you much like we love Vinny. And that we have these certain uh, Lampy, right? Susan Fenston. We have like sort of this family of. I love it. Who... I love it. Cause... You're one of them. Yeah. And you not all, all <laughs> not all of them are famous, by the way. Just to let everybody nobody know. needs to be famous. Can I get him in? <laughs> okay, so now that you've entered the dojo, are we ready to start educating the public a little bit about what it means, first of all, to be a practitioner? Yes, yes. Uh, so I'm a practitioner of many things, and uh, this might be the first time I'm listing them all. So I've read tarot from an early age. It was before I could drive. My mom had to drive me to the store to get my first deck of tarot cards. My grandma read uh, playing cards, which is called cardamancy. So, and she was a medium. So I kind of grew up in an open sort of thing. And um, that's the first thing I started. I would say that's the first thing, but I was actually messing with like a making my like messing with herbs and plants in my grandpa's backyard and making potions and um, uh, just very drawn to I guess the occult and people have a bad connotation of that but when you look up you know what it actually means it just means like basically hidden knowledge or uh, so um, I I started practicing what is known as magic um, on and off Um, And then I found Jesus and started going to church, but I still was a Christian witch because I was like, hey, like the book of Psalms is a spell book. So people don't like that, but I was a Christian witch. And then um, all these weird things were happening. So I started doing more magic. So now I'm a a solitary witch and I practice spells as needed. Um, I'm not somebody that like I help people with spells, but I help them do it themselves because it's so much more um, intention into it when it's for somebody else. And I'm not, I don't just cast spells like or do magic um, unnecessarily. And I do a little bit of green magic, kitchen magic, magic, house magic. Um, I have a molecular science background and I love physics. So that's where the whole quantum witch thing happened because I finally realized that uh, magic was just energy that people didn't know how to describe yet. So 
Yeah, I've, I've actually said a few times to me that the triad of the belief system for humans is religion, science, and magic. And if you look, it's really right. all all connected. It's pretty yeah. much all part of the same thing. Absolutely, and it's all it all ties into the other things that I've learned. Um, I did do a priestessing class in 2020, and then. I would finish my uh, Usui Reiki master training, which is energy work essentially. And I did like a crystal master's class and cacao ceremony training and, and all this stuff. So I do a lot of different things. And I guess people would call um, this sort of practitioner like an eclectic witch because it's a little bit of everything. Um, but I just say that I'm a quantum witch because it all comes down to uh, the <laughs> quantum mechanics, how this stuff works anyways. And, and so, you know, a lot of people are interested and, you know, this is a big topic to bring up, but they're interested in how that would connect to the UAP topic. And it does seem to have um, a connection. And do Absolutely. you want to try to try to approach why that might be connected? Well, I can probably tell you what I've observed with myself and other people that I've met that are newly experienced, like, that have new experiences to the phenomenon, even like in their adult life. I really think that when you experience something like that, um, it really kind of like does two things. It it makes you excited and it kind of engages like your, your fight or flight a little bit. It makes you hyper aware. And one of the reasons I think that it connects with the UAP and UFO stuff is because when you see something like that unexplained, it kind of shocks you, even if you're happy to see it. So you get that zing of adrenaline and it puts you in this weird hyper aware state. And I think that inadvertently that opens up your um, non-corporeal senses, like your spiritual clairs, your spiritual gifts, your, your ability to remote view, stuff like that. So I think that that's kind of what happens because everybody that I met that's had an experience, even like a, a like my friend, just her first experience was in 2020. And it changed her life. Now she's a medium and she books out and she's she's very she's very gifted medium now. But she I'd wasn't also, like that before, you know? I'd also like to be a medium myself. Unfortunately, I think I'm closer to extra large. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I mean, you, you are a, a person of many facets, uh, which you just illustrated. And that's kind of one of the things that draws me to people. Um, and I guess because I aspire to many different things as opposed to wanting to be great at one thing, which I admire yeah. the people that are, cause that's sometimes what, you know, what a lot it takes, you know, but, but I, I, I prefer to do a myriad of different things, but you, we spoke with Joe Merger the other night and he made that connection. Do you remember that Deb where he was talking about, uh, uh, sort of like angels and demons and paranormal, uh, right. and, and Deb, correct me, please. If, if I was wrong about that and the phenomenon, and I'm wondering if you find the same connection and, and you have, I mean, you've investigated paranormal, I think many times, do you yes. find that there's a direct or are they two different? Um, and, and pardon me for the length of the question that they're two different spheres that, that sometimes can meld, but they're not the same connected. I, I would I would say that's probably more it, but on the angel and demon side, I've had angelic and demonic visits my whole life. So am I 
was it actually extraterrestrials? Because the demons did look kind of like greys. Now that I'm thinking about it, it wasn't your typical like horned beast. Or yeah. was I just saying it was a demon because I was, you know, like my grandma was Catholic. So maybe that was like the only description I could put it. And then all the angelic visitations, the more and more I dig into the UFO research, even like, um, you know, Sumeria, the Bible even, I'm like, I didn't have an angelic visitation. I had an interdimensional visitation or an ultra-dimensional visitation. And these angels, they didn't have wings, you know? Um, in some dreams they did, but not with like real life, like experiences where I was awake. So... I think that the spheres definitely cross one another. And I think, cause we also hear about Bigfoot getting involved too. You mentioned Bigfoot. Oh, we're going to, I'm going to, that's my next question. That's my next, I mean, are you reading my mind right now? Cause just wait. Well, let, that's Big, my next Bigfoot question. gets involved too. He's got to get in the mix. They got to yeah. get in the mix too. It's just weird. Um, and I think what it is is when people are aware, like, at how they are after they have an experience with a UFO and some people get it with, with um, angels or then um, they don't see anything in the sky. They have a being visit and they feel like, Oh, it's an angel or it's a, it's a God depending on what you believe in. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, I think that it makes people more aware of these different things. And maybe when the dimensions or veils, thin, it's, it could be some sort of fluctuation that different, like different dimensions where these beings live, maybe like open up simultaneously. So you like, same, you know, do you have the same take on that Deb or is your take a little nuanced? Well, that? I, I do think that there is a semantics issue more than anything. I think that it's very likely that they are the same beings um, that we've always seen. We're just calling them different names. Oh. Um, and, and frankly, there's just a ton of different beings and some of them yeah. are more yeah. more spiritual and as right. what we call spiritual or conscious related and some of them are more physical which some people right. might be calling demons or whatever yeah. um yeah I, I i honestly think that it's probably all pretty much the same um in the sense that you know it's not like you know, there are suddenly brand new entities that are visiting us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I personally, I think it's just what we've been dealing with all along and we just didn't know what to call them. Absolutely. And, and if you guys know about uh, the history of what happened to pagan gods and how it was mm -hmm. folded into Christianity mm -hmm. during mm -hmm. medieval times yeah. by Charlemagne, that's just a perfect yeah. example of how our beliefs can somehow be manipulated and changed um, right. for the sake of something like religion. And and it's it does. You know, people will deny it until they, you know, leave the planet. But they're, they, Christianity and Catholicism had stolen a lot of ritualistic practices from wherever they were trying to spread the word of what their belief was. And you can look at, you know, um, like – places like Ireland and the different types of folk magic and the different countries and shamanism. And I know there's so many different words and people don't want one general term, but you know, mm -hmm. the practitioners of the world kind of like Christian Catholicism took from that and made it their own. Even the colors, like if you, if you look at like Lent is like, there's a different candle color and there's a different color that the priest wears 
and they and I remember in our church there was like a whole backdrop that would change colors for Lent or for Advent or you know Ash Wednesday and <laughs> all that stuff. So I'm not laughing at Ash Wednesday, but I'm laughing because I have a show coming up on Ash Wednesday and it's about, it's going to be about a certain type of demon and I didn't realize it was Ash Wednesday. <laughs> oh, all the people at your childhood church are going to be so happy. I'm sure they are. They love me. <laughs> hey, Deb, you know, it, can I ask it really... about... Go ahead. Love. Go ahead. No, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask go uh, I was going to ask you guys about Sasquatch and and there's a specific reason. Because right. Deb knows that we invited on uh Micah Hanks and Chrissy Newton's working it. We just don't. And by the way, does Mike sound better now, Deb? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was listening to his Sasquatch show yesterday, but I also listened very intently to Jonathan Dover, the Navajo Ranger. I'm assuming you're familiar with him. You have a Native American background uh, or lineage as well. And what Jonathan Dover kind of made sense to me, but listening to a researcher speak with Micah Hanks, they don't want to entertain that this is a uh, interdimensional uh, creature being of some sort. Right. But yet Jonathan Dover says, I track this this uh, 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 being into the middle of a field and the tracks disappeared as if it was just lifted up. And these are guys that are expert trackers, like, you know, tops in the world type of guys, folks that are from the Native American community. I just want to get y'all's take on that. I would say that the researcher probably needs to research the different types of theories available in science now. We've got several theories about many worlds and different dimensions written by some very intelligent people. So just because you were, I think that the problem with some researchers is they kind of fall into um, a habit of thinking or like a way of thinking and even scientists do it. And we see this happening throughout history. Usually the crazy people are the ones that have the, the theories that work. So I think that researchers might have to start expanding their horizons or they're not going to understand what's happening with any of these beings because it's not going to be as straightforward as they would like it to be. Do you guys have a specific feeling about this this particular being, this creature that appears among us? Do, do you have a feeling of of uh, about him? Just without me trying to dress that up. Bigfoot. Yes. I I've actually kind of started getting more into the Bigfoot uh, stuff this past six months, and. I think that it, it's very possible. I've And you know what happened? The reason I started reading about it is my friend Jordan sent me a recording of one of her friends that had a Bigfoot-type encounter. And the girl is describing this like there was this clap. It sounded like a – she said it sounded like something opened up. And it almost sounded like a gunshot. And she gets down – and this is in California, um, just outside – I can't – I can't remember the park, but it's a popular park there. And her and her friend were walking, and she hit, they hear this gunshot, what they think is a gunshot. And her friend gets down, and she stays standing. And she's like, dude, we got to run. Like, I'm from the hood. We got to get out of here. <laughs> and, um, and they're actually – she saw, like, this being that when mm -hmm. she described it, sounded like Bigfoot popping out of a dimension. And just this strange um, – 
feeling of panic that came over her um, when she saw it. And then it just kind of like whirlwinded. She said like the trees were doing some weirdness and she's like, it looked like a dimension opened up and she's not somebody that um, she's fairly like mundane. Like she doesn't think about stuff like that, you right. know? And I, I don't want to mean that as an insult, but some people just don't think about other dimensions the way we do. So for her to talk about it and for my friend to record it, I mean, my friend's woo-woo, so she's like, oh, God, I got to record this. Tell it again yeah. for my friend yeah. Priscilla, you know. <laughs> but um, I think that it's very real. But what confuses me is um, there's it seems to be like there's two types. Like some are nice mm -hmm. and some want like <laughs> strike this horrible terror into people and throw rocks at them and mm -hmm. chase them, you know. So I, I've told DJ that some of the myth behind it is a spiritual thing that if you see Bigfoot, you have a bad heart and then you're trespassing oh, wow. yeah. and you don't remember me telling you that yes yesterday? yes now i do now i do right oh, yeah. so, so what's your what's your thoughts on this so that that sort of implies that bigfoot is like a guardian in the okay. forest and that if you're in the, that area trespassing and you see him it's sort of like a warning that you're not supposed to be there and that you're not welcome and wow. I'm packing up my tent right now, <laughs> putting out the campfire. I'm grabbing the igloo cooler, tossing into the back of the Subaru. Sorry <laughs> for the visual there. Wow. Uh, I'm rolling out. But um, but I mean, Deb, like and I'll, I'll be quiet now and after this. But I just want to get your like, do you have a sense like what Priscilla just answered of the nature of the being in terms of whether he is sleeping in a willow some you know in a hollow somewhere covered with moss having a or racking out or is this being coming into our reality and leaving because jonathan dover told the same stories priscilla sometimes they have been uh violent they've said people some native americans said they have killed you know i don't know but what's your thought please well see that's that's where things get tough and this is the same problem i have with the term extraterrestrial um versus crypt cryptic or you know crypto-terrestrial um, yeah crypto-terrestrial um so yeah they could be doing both they could be some of them coming in and out mm -hmm. you know just like some of us just go in and out of a place here you know like i'm gonna go stop at the store and then leave or some of them could be like i'm gonna get a hotel room and hang out for a month or two or, you know, some of them might be like, you know, I really like this lake. I'm going to build a little cabin. Yeah. You know, I don't <laughs> it's know. It's beautiful this time of year. I think I'll stay. <laughs> you know, right? Montana's gorgeous. <laughs> you guys are all like, you guys are like Bigfoot's booking on Verbo. I mean, come on. Saying. Like, it's the same well, thing. You know, he happens. asked about my Airbnb one time, so I'm just kidding. I don't have one. <laughs> How to rent. Priscilla, what you got? It's. What, what, what I can agree on, though, is the interdimensional seems to be the form of travel that the people who really study this go to a lot. You know, yeah. we've, we've, we've heard people who are trying to disclose things talk about interdimensional a lot. And that doesn't really change. Um, you know, they could be from another dimension or they could just mm -hmm. be popping through a portal from another system. And I just think right. that that we don't entirely understand that yet. No, it's like absolutely they're not. Deb like sounds like it could be high. anything, DJ. Thank you. 
Well, it's a lot like the spirit world, right? Nah, like the spirit. It's it's like people that see spirits. Like they don't live in a haunted place, but they see like a spirit. Do you know what I mean? But they never see it again. Like it's like blipping in and out of our reality almost. Right. Some people because say I have people. Yeah. I just I haven't. Have... You guys have had both of you have had some really prolific experiences that I haven't had, you know, like Nathan hasn't had. So we just have to use our imagination, you know, but Priscilla, by the way, and any of the phone calls, you never told me about the one, the angels and demons. We hadn't gotten that far. So, no, uh, no. But yeah. yeah. I'll... <laughs> Actually, that, <laughs> Next time. That, that does, that does lead me to something I wanted to talk to Priscilla about yeah. because, because <laughs> I've, I've watched, um, you know, quantum witch cafe when I can and, and well, for sure. You. Um, and one thing that was talked about was just, you know, people's perceptions, being able to start picking these things up more often over time with evolution or maybe return to our ancient roots. Who knows? Because yeah. like whether or not it's evolution or returning to what we once were, we're right. not really sure. Right. But right. but one thing I have noticed is that people don't understand that not everyone gets the same abilities per se, like. For instance, mine mm. is more of a physical one. Like I have okay. like a, a physical sense of things, you know, like uh, if I'm uh, near a haunted location, I like get that hair goes up on the back of the neck. Yeah. Feeling that that I don't I can't even explain. It's like a heavy feeling. So it's, they would call that uh, clairsentience and it's clear mm -hmm. sensing. Um, right. So. And I know that feeling um, and people experience it different ways. So, right. And then like empaths are very clairsentient and like, you know, Absolutely, I'm one of those people yeah. that really just plays around with the energy inside my body. <laughs> right. I just play around with yeah. it. Like I can feel it. Um, but other people have auditory sensory abilities yeah. and other people get like really clear messaging that way. Um, yeah, there's so, a clear audience, right? The mm -hmm. it's what they call it when people hear words, and it doesn't. People like some. It's not always like a a voice, um, but they will. Some people like see and hear the words, so it's like the clairvoyance mixed with the clear audience, or they'll hear a part of a song, but they'll only hear that part. Almost like how a, a ghost box mm -hmm. works or a spirit box works, how it only shows like the words you're supposed to hear. And then no, I, I think. That I had that sense earlier when Deb told me wanted to sh uh, she said shut up DJ and I was like <laughs> you know what I I feel like she wants me to shut up right now I I, I don't remember I saying right. that DJ I know I'm DJ. kidding come on I'm kidding I I would say it in Spanish if I did it because <laughs> that's what I yeah. it's it's funny because my mom you know she's uh, fluent in Spanish so she taught me how to say a few things in spanish that, <laughs> but but i would thought oh it's so rude to say shut up but then i'd be like Cállate. right <laughs> it just it just uh, silencio. it that sounds like it's from harry potter uh but <laughs> well, it's a spell to shut people up <laughs> Adama, <kadama! laughs> but uh it's funny i just realized that i am on here with two of the most important two of the most prolific people on ufo twitter like i don't know how this happened what happened deb how did i get here i jumped through a portal and end up with you two guys that are like you're you're a bigfoot so yeah <laughs> you sir are a yeti traveling dimension <laughs> yeah. 
you guys are super dialed in. This is an honor, man. I, I'm not going to stay too long because Deb got business to take care of. But go ahead. Take care of your business. Well, um, well, I did. Uh, I mean, I did have serious questions, but now I'm lost. OK, okay no, I'm just right. kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, so I I was trying to make the point, though, because, you know, in the dojo, I'm trying to educate people. I don't want people to think that if they feel like they're not getting anything, that they are not getting anything because someone's going to get something and they need to understand that it's not necessarily going to be the way the spiritual person down the street gets it or the medium right. in the shop gets it, you know. Um, yes. Some people, like, have really good visual abilities. Like, I spoke to... Um, someone jason keff um i think that's his twitter handle actually um he was talking about how he sees spirits all the time and when i was a younger person back in the day one of my friends said he saw demons all the time yeah right so like i i don't have mm -hmm. that visual ability i just have the more sensory stuff like even with like my downloads it's not even as auditory it's just i know yeah, like uh, clear cognizant. <laughs> so yeah, that's what that's called clear cognizance, and mm. some people just know. So, because like, yeah, you I, you feel, I mean, that's yeah. I think that you're clear cognizant as well. Then, mm -hmm. so, and I mentioned this also because of our friend here um, is drawn to some of these things and and doesn't uh, fully open his eyes to his own abilities. <laughs> who, are you who are you talking about <laughs> yeah and i, and yeah. I, ahead, I think man. i just think you deserve to recognize that i think people should know that they have more than they think they do and then you know we're in a stage where that's that's important it's not only oh, yeah. important for um you know this evolution which may again be just a return to what we used to be but right. it's also important in a in a world where people get the sense that what's happening beyond our perceived reality is going to become more and more important and as yeah. we perceive it more and more more people <laughs> need to pay attention does that make sense yes it really yeah. does and i'm only laughing because spiritual people and witches have been telling people this the whole time <laughs> like before covid um there was this crazy halloween and i had this feeling that um the veil was not going to go back to normal because all of our solstices and high holidays if you're a witch are um times to that were the veils thinner and we know that halloween or Samhain is like one of the biggest the thinnest veils right so I was like, things are not back to normal. And that usually lasts from like, you know, the Samhain holiday through um, Dia, de los Muer sorry, Dia de los Muertos in November. And that's a long time for people to make contact with their spirit, their loved ones on the other side and, and other things too. It's just the veils are thin at that time. So after that year, I was like, things did not go back to normal because all the people that had never seen a spirit, we're seeing spirits. People that had never seen a UFO, we're seeing UFOs. And people that are like, I think that I want to get, you know, they were just kind of dabbling and like, they, they would always be like, so I think that I want to do some sort of like witchy things because I wanted these crystals at the store. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and I'm like, the, no. The veil thinning, the thinning mm -hmm. of the veil. 
Right. I don't think and it's going to stop thinning. <laughs> wow. And I do, I do think it's um, worth encouraging people because there's a purpose to that. You know, there's definitely a purpose. So um, can you maybe think of a way that we could help people increase what what we call the third eye? Also, I think they call it the pineal gland or whatever. Okay. They, I've tried meditation on this. And as I said before, I can like kind of play around with my chakras, but I yeah. don't feel this part. Like I know it's okay. working, but I don't feel anything. So could you suggest something for people who want to expand their perception of the world as it really is? Mm -hmm. There's a couple different ways. And obviously you start with like the meditation, right? But without that, there's tricks or there's practices you can do without going to sleep or meditating. Um, one of them is to do a countdown to get yourself into an alpha state. And that will, your brain changes. You know, the, the waves change and you're more receptive. But you're still awake. So, and then there's, you know, the trance state, which is deeper than that. But when you start practicing putting your brain waves into an alpha state first, then it's easier to learn how to transition to other brainwave states. But um, so you kind of do like a countdown or you visualize like an elevator going, you know, down a level, um, however many it takes. When you're new, the trick is to start at 100 and count down and then tell yourself when I get to zero, I'm going to be at an alpha state. And the more wow. you do it, you'll start feeling like your eyes drifting towards like yeah. up, like kind of like it's trying to look at your pineal gland. And that is, you know, like people say the third eye is, and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of information about the pineal gland that is um, research. And some of it is kind of confused with other research from other mammals that people just kind of group together. So, <laughs> but I would start with the countdown and getting yourself into an alpha state. Cause that's like, you know, right before sleep pretty much, because that's when you start slowing the brain waves down is when you kind of start opening up to like your, your, I feel like your energetic feelers kind of like start branching out. And then another way is with crystals. <laughs> so, um, uh, my, well, my friend, I don't have, I don't have a bunch of crystals here, but you have two quartz crystals. This is a selenite and this is where people are going to be like, what is she doing? Um, but I've had a lot of people do this when they're trying to develop their third eye because you can read all this fun stuff about how like how the vibration of quartz is super crazy and <laughs> and fast. Sorry, I've got it stuck on some plants. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask. Quantum. <laughs> love it. I put this in like the witch bag and then there's like some blue lotus and some sage in there. So <laughs> it doesn't want to come out. No, it was All like, right. nope, I'm staying in here. What are you going to do? So these are not quartz. Mm -hmm. um, this has quartz in it too. It's a moonstone. But what I tell people to do, and this is going to seem super weird, and this is definitely crystal magic or uh, crystal <laughs> crystal training that I've had. You'll literally take like the point mm -hmm. and stick it on your third eye or like yours is smooth. So if you have a smooth quartz, you can lay down with it and put yeah. it on your third eye. And you might start feeling like an energy, like a like almost like a heartbeat, but it's not your heartbeat. It's not going to be in sync with your heart. And you can do that at all your chakras, but for your third eye specifically, you can start there just laying one. But if you want to get real weird, 
you, you can get two pointed crystals, quartz preferably, and you have a chakra back here on the back of your head that nobody talks about. It kind of connects that's, to your third eye. Interestingly enough, that's where Gary Nolan is pointing out the intuitive. The caught eight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just want to point that's that funny. out. I did not make that connection, but you did. So energy blockages happen in your third eye chakra, right? As we get poisoned and told that we can't do this and that throughout life. So with the quartz crystals, what you're going to do is you're going to put one point on your third eye and one on the back of your head. And you're going to close your eyes and you're going to visualize like the, the quartz kind of directing energy through that area. And you're going to keep I it at your third eye, but then you're going to do your ears too and go back and then okay, the top of your head and go down. <laughs> it's, it's worth saying for the record that I also love unicorns. So I will have no problem. Oh, you need one of these. Oh. Look at yeah, that look exactly. like a unicorn? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's my unicorn um, one. <laughs> so what I have tried and I have had some success is, of course, there's some music that's supposed to trigger. And like, oh, yeah. Solfeggio frequencies. Right. I I mess around with the frequency stuff. I actually have tuning forks. I've put them up here. Um, but one other thing I've tried is because I'm one of those people who has gone to the Renaissance Festival, I have um, circlets. So oh, yeah. I put an amethyst right here. Yep, amethyst is another great one. Right, because for it's actually two, my favorite. Right, so the yeah, I have a huge one right up there. By the way, you guys can't I have see to send this. you a picture. <laughs> I've got like a two foot, two two and a half foot cathedral. I have to send yes. you a picture of it. I, God, I love amethyst. I think maybe because I liked the dark crystal as a kid too. That was a big thing. But <laughs> anywho, um, so amethyst <laughs> and all these trademark. So yeah, those, those stones are, most of them are quartz. Like, people are not oh, all, yeah. all familiar with that. A lot of them mm -hmm. are quartz. Not all of them, of course. Some of Citrine, them. Citrine, amethyst. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like different stages of their, um, different things they're exposed to as they form, right? Right. Yes. I feel so, like you, you two guys could be at the bar right now and have like a mug of beer. And this would just be like a beautiful conversation <laughs> at a pub with you two. This would not happen with anybody I meet, though, besides Deb, I guess. So yeah. <laughs> she's amazing. I mean, you've just you. This friendship, if it if it was, this is a friendship right here. This is this absolutely. Is it. It's like when I saw Nathan get together. I had an Exo Academian on the show, and I, Nathan, you guys are like brothers from. I said it right on oh, the air. Yeah. Actually, I said you guys are like brothers from other mothers. This is a. I, I can mm -hmm. feel the connection here because that's my. That's the one gift that I have that. I would never have said before that now I'm feel empowered to say is I I'm an empath from standpoints. I understand how people feel. I see, yeah. I see connection. I feel not see, I feel connections and you guys are definitely connected. So. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you real quick, my uh, history with, with everything. Priscilla DJ is familiar with this. I haven't told listeners that much about this. Um, but when I was, I won't go into like, the early early stuff because i'm just not there yet with telling everyone about that publicly but i will say that when i was very young i was very drawn to studying the paranormal um very interested in ghosts very interested in magic very like i had spell books out the wazoo like i had collected um 
ceremonial daggers and candles and herbs and like I looked into uh, Native American medicine because I felt like that's like the father of some of this stuff too, you know? And like, I really went into it, <laughs> but I didn't go into UAP stuff. It was like not on my radar. Like I was watching it and it was just like, to me, it was just like, well, yeah, that's just part of nature. Like I have, yeah. a, dif I have a different response to it than most people. I'm just like, well, that's just part of everything. Like I wasn't like, oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. So um, and then, like, unfortunately, um, I had, I've had two husbands. My first husband was very into this as well. And he went to the dark side. And that oh, threw wow. me off of everything. But when I, when I got pulled back into everything with UAPs, I immediately felt all of those things come back. All of my desire to connect. Oh, like, wow. like, like, I had never stopped collecting stones. I have them still and like i still liked candles i still liked all those things but like it was weird it was like when i got pulled into this topic again i'm like all of that part of me <laughs> just like got triggered yeah i and i have a similar experience so i i feel like um we have a lot of similarities with all of that so the ufo thing i think the only reason I've always kind of like had the UFO thing is because of my early experience with the UFOs. If that didn't happen, I'd be, you know, uh, probably just witchy. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. um, since I've seen so many things in the sky and different beings and everything, then then I think that it's it's hard to integrate them because how? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. To me, it's not like, like you said, like she said, it's just part of like how things are. That's how I feel. But when you're trying to talk to people about it, they're like, why are you a witch talking about UFOs? <laughs> so, yeah. If you could have one and not the other, would you? If you I could don't... just engage in enjoying your, you know, uh, working with, uh, I don't know what, what you call um, being a witch, but is it called witchcraft? I don't know what you call yeah, it. Yeah, you can say witchcraft. Okay. okay. It's a general uh, term. Yeah. Or, or are you happy that UAPs has sort of pushed its way into your orbit? Yeah. Yeah, I think that the experiences that were, um, that were positive gave me so much, especially if a lot of these angel and guide visitations end up being what people think are extraterrestrial but are interdimensional. So I think so because... I I can't imagine life without them. Um, but I also can't imagine life without being a weirdo with my little bag of yeah. blue, lotus. <laughs> blue lotus. So um, I do think that you have to have both, though. It's just like that balance of uh, like earth and sky, if that makes any Ooh, sense. I like that. I like that. I love earth and sky. I am a... Um... I'm very, very much into the planet and the water and the, I love, you know, one of the weird things that when I, uh, well, a lot of times when I do my exercise out in the, in the forest, I'm feeling the ground with my hands and with trees, I'm, I'm like sort of, you know, feeling that bark, you know, wanting to feel that sensation of the bark on yeah. my hands. And I have the same connection with water, which is why I long distance swim. I love yeah. being in the water. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I, I have to tell you something about that, DJ. If you 
are, and you know, a lot of people like the term a practitioner because mm -hmm. um, when it comes to witchcraft, there's a lot of stigma, unfortunately, just like with the UAP topic, just like with ghosts, yeah. all that stuff. Um, and then also people sometimes are religious with it and have gods and they go with. Yeah. Wiccan. I just wanted to yeah, let and you like, know I've this. never been. Yeah. Right. I, I'm kind of afraid to tell people say that I'm a witch at times because people then want to know what coven right. did you train with and all right. this stuff. I know. So. There's, there's like all these weird roles and, but there's a whole lot of things yep. that go on. Like, and that's why I'm like, know. I'll change the spelling with a Y. But, I, I am. <laughs> yeah. You know, a but, practi practitioner is not, triggering to me to hear that word now right condition i want to trigger people with the witch because well, i no. fought for so long to like please people i like i like telling people i'm a witch now because i don't care anymore i'm too old my for that. joke priscilla <laughs> oh i'm sorry my... yeah okay you, start I was over in the punchline rewind okay rewind Ready? <laughs> okay i'm not triggered by the word practitioner like that doesn't trigger me but the word conditioner does trigger me Oh, you need a sound, uh, da -dun -dun button. <laughs> yeah, for for those that do not know, because it's no. an audio show, um, no, <laughs> I would think that you know that DJ is very sensitive about uh, being, how is it that someone put it? follicularly challenged yeah i'm follically oh. challenged <laughs> yeah they're I'm, I'm follically challenged yes so conditioner very triggering when you come on cab priscilla don't mention conditioner shampoo hair gel <laughs> uh aquanet spray hair dryer uh what else can i think anything or anything like that but i'll tell you what <laughs> i will send you some dj skincare formula uh, actually deb i think i owe you a dj skincare formula also uh it's all oh, you, again. Already, you already got me american <laughs> cosmic you were the one who gave no, but me, come so. on. You got to have some it's you got to have some DJ skincare. Right. Anyway, last question for Priscilla before I let you girls continue cuz oh, well, she's making I just DJ, I didn't get to finish what I actually was going to tell oh, you about I'm sorry. that. Go ahead. Yes. Yes, okay. ma'am. Sorry. <laughs> so, if you're a practitioner, mm -hmm. there's a connection to elements, okay? And we actually um some people are more earthbound some are like fire some are air you know the elements are very important and actually if you look at the chinese culture they have even more elements like wood and metal yeah. which is really interesting yeah. yeah um so i mentioned that because your your connection to like certain things it sounds like water and earth for you just a really interesting little practitioner. He's a practitioner. Tidbit. He just doesn't know it. Yes. Exactly. I hope I am. I mean, I'm open to learning and being new things. I'm not trapped in a, I, I'm not in a box of, I have to be this and I only want to be. That known is as so, that. So, you yeah. blew my mind the day that you're like, I think I'm annoying you. Like that day I was in a mood. I wasn't annoyed with you, but I was definitely like angsty that day. Oh, okay, and good. I was, I was like, I don't talk to anybody today besides the kids. And when you messaged me that, I was like, this motherfucker's so empathic. Like he's so like, but then I felt bad because people like, will like think it's towards something when it's just like a whole situation. Um, and then he sends these like good energy messages too. And I don't know if it was that day that you sent it. You sent it two times, but one day I was like, I'll just say angsty because I don't know how to, I don't want to say the B word. I'm um, just feeling like me, um, you know, and I don't know where I just kind of like got this like message. Just stop fighting. Like stop fighting what, you know, and 
the problem with me is I'm trying to like charge forward and control whatever the hell is happening around me, but I never give the universe a chance to, uh, I don't ride the wave, if that makes any sense. So that day it was like, because, you know, we're taught like, oh, if you give up, it's bad. If you just let go, it's bad. You're not trying. But sometimes the best thing you could do is to not try. Because obviously, sometimes you're trying isn't working. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know? it's, a, it's, a, it's another Chinese concept. It's, it's like what Yoda is says, it? do without doing. Do or do, do, or do not. <laughs> there is <Yeah>. no try. <laughs> but it's, it's like Yoda, but it's do without doing. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys a, you made me what? laugh because I was about to cry. So I'm I'm, I'm so cry. glad you. Um, and I do I I have tendency I I love to call my friends Deb tells it till I call her several times a week <laughs> Akashi, and 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 I love calling you as well. So yeah, um, if I don't answer, it's because the boys are being loud. Honestly, yeah. it's right. it's a it it's a blessing. Uh, I, I I'm gonna try to get one more question out because I'm gonna. Totally get teary eyed here. So let me, because uh, I really uh, love and respect both you, you ladies, quite a bit. Um, so uh, my last question is uh, before I, I leave you to your beer, and I'll tell the bartender to come around with another, another couple of beers <laughs> for you guys. Um, but the, um, you talked about that you wouldn't want to extricate one for the other. You have this uh, connection with the elements and your witchcraft and you also have the phenomenon in your life so the last question i was going to ask you is there hope for the next iteration or the next interaction the next connection with that that phenomenon meaning not necessarily because you can you can uh, uh manifest the witchcraft when you so desire and how you so desire but you're are you hoping for that next interaction with the phenomenon do you think man i i hope it happens soon yes yes you know what i joke around i had postpartum depression really bad and at one point um i had taken a little bit too much of uh amanita muscaria which is mushroom that can poison you and i had like a i don't know if it was an i got really sick so i started throwing up obviously and this has a point i promise um and okay. I would always – before this, I would always joke around like with my husband because I have a dark sense of humor and I was depressed. So it was my way of dealing. I was like, I was like, please let me just go to the light. I will not come back. If those aliens pick me up, I'm running into their arms. I don't care what they're going to do. you know. <laughs> but when I had taken too much of that medicine or that plant medicine and I like had this like vision of a near-death experience being out of my body and there was these like – beings there light beings like but there was like kind of like behind you like all this like galaxy stuff behind them and i wanted to go back to the sky so bad so it's super weird that i feel homesick for space so i'm very i'm hoping that they start coming back more because my first my first thing is like let me float up in a way but but then they did this weird thing where they showed me like a montage of my kids and all this stuff and i was like oh, Gotta yes, stay. Yes, yes. Gotta stay. <laughs> yes, yes. I still don't know if I. I don't. I still don't know if that was the mushroom hallucination, um, or if I actually got too sick and almost uh, went into the spaceship. <laughs> but um, either way, it worked, you know. But I, I remember feeling like I'm so close to just getting back to the to there and um yeah. to me it felt like i was going to go back into space it's super weird 
It's a... This, this is... I just want to say this, Deb. This is another thing that you two guys share because I'm going to leave you girls alone to have what's going to be an incredible talk. You and Deb both share this this very... this this. Uh, I don't know if we're going to call it a synchronicity, but, but there's this definite connection there because Deb has expressed some similar uh, feelings to, to me. And um, I just... I just I'm going to I'm going to cut it off here, but I'm going to say that thank you so much. It really is an honor to speak with both of you women, uh, just your thoughts, your intellect, your perceptions of all these different things. And uh, obviously, Deb, I get to talk to a little bit more often uh, than Priscilla. And I can't wait to speak with you again just uh, as a person and then also to have you on, on cap. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming by. It's great you, seeing DJ. you. Namaste. DJ, go find some of the music and meditate. Thank you so much. You can do it. You You can do it. Yeah, I can do it. (laughs) Bye, love. Bye. (laughs) So, yeah, I I was going to say that, yeah, I definitely have that same feeling of uh, home is somewhere else. Yeah. And and I've, I've done a lot of deep meditation on it. And I've gotten some really strange messages. Really, oh, really? interesting, bizarre things have happened. Um, I'm wondering if they're similar to... Well, that's what gets weird. Some things are similar to other people's. Um, so, for instance, one time I was introduced to a light being. And it was tall. And it was uh, humanoid in shape. But you couldn't really see the features. It was very bright. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it told me that it was both myself and my grandmother. Interesting. And that's one thing I'm trying to understand. And I spoke to someone else who had a similar experience. They were introduced to a light being who said that they were that person. So it's almost like, in my opinion, a representation of the soul. And and the explanation that it's like your grandmother's it's you know older than this life oh yeah yeah because we think of i mean like we're we're human and we're gonna think grandmother like like literally but um in native american tradition and other traditions and belief systems around the world you'll find that like um there's father sky mother earth um if you you know ayahuasca is known as the mother as well so like it's one of those things where like Obviously, if you do ayahuasca, like the ayahuasca didn't birth your physical body, but it might help you birth another version of yourself. So, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, And the weird thing is, like I said, these things are I find other people have when I go research what I've experienced, other people have had the experience. So another one was. okay. so initially when I meditated. Yeah, this is going to go, sorry, into like for the listeners who don't really care, but I'm sorry, I'm going to tell you. Um, I was meditating in a cave and the cave wasn't one that I was able to alter. Like things in the cave were pretty set, like, and it was very mm-hmm. symbolic, like certain things had a purpose. Then I, when I left the cave, um, I found out it wasn't really a cave. It was oh. more like, it was more like a ship and it was outside okay. the cave the cave that I met the light being and there were lots and lots of other little orbs around and then all of a sudden I was taken to a very dark place 
and it was dark in the sense that it was night not like pitch black or anything it was night and it and it was a courtyard with a cobblestone ground and there were beings there that i couldn't see but i knew that they were there there were lots of beings in the courtyard and they were taking me to a tower and on top of the tower was a big bright orb and they said this is the god source interesting right and then they explained to me that it wasn't god it was the god source and that it was my god my god source interesting yeah and then i looked up what god source was and sure enough other people had used that term like god source and like i my my thing is it's possibly the whole meditation experience is stuff that's within you so it's like my connection to god that i was looking at yeah wow that's that's what i think yeah it's it's pretty profound right and then i'll tell okay you want to hear another weird one yeah (laughs) i do so so i couldn't get back into the cave after that for a while like i i can kind of glance in it and it has a big book by the way that's connected to the um akashic field but it won't let me read it interesting really frustrating i've tried it just stays blank but anywho um (laughs) so i couldn't get back into the cave and like I tried and like really tried to force it. And then I was like, fine, I'll just let you do whatever you want to do. And I was put in the middle of space and told to dance. And then wow. about a, a week later, I was meditating and I was shown um, a UFO. And I was shown that to control a UFO, you connect to it physically and it becomes part of you. And then that meditation led back to space this time i was it's like the ufo was attached to me essentially like i had in the meditation like laid down into it and i was told to make the ufo dance if i wanted if i wanted to be a pilot interesting really weird weird stuff right i don't think it's weird <laughs> I know. Thank you're you're talking to like a, a double air sign over here, so like right. I don't so, but like this stuff is like getting like really deep and then like sure enough people are talking about how like I guess it's synchronicity. I'm finding yeah. things like I'm reading um Artie Clark's um Artie Six Killer Clark's um book about um, some of the experience with um, star sky people, people alternate that. Um, and some of them said the craft are alive. And I'm like, that really mm-hmm. resonates with me that some of these are, you know, sentient, like whatever okay. they're made of. Yeah. Like you really literally have to consciously connect to them to drive them or fly them or whatever you <laughs> want to call it. I'm only smiling because when you're done, I'll have to tell you what somebody told me. <laughs> okay. So, but do you, do you think that's, tr- do you think that might be correct? And like that lines up with my meditation. Yeah. I've heard that before just from people saying like, um, you had to connect with it and that the, that the spaceships, um, or the ships are almost made out of like what the closest thing that we could describe as skin mm-hmm. and it's connected to a being, mm-hmm. but it's, it's consciousness merges with it. And that's what kind of like 
makes it alive, if that makes any sense. Right. And that's exactly what I was getting when, like, you have to make it dance is what they, what I was told. And if you can't make it like, yeah, it's almost training you. Right. It said, if you can't make it dance, you don't get to fly one. <laughs> like, so that's, oh. that's like anytime I meditate now, like, which I honestly don't get to do very often. So it's always, yeah, I'm the same. Like, yeah. yeah. So when I do do it and it goes weird fast nowadays, you know, just so fast. Um, so my point is like, that's where I'll be. I'll be trying to make UFOs dance. Okay. So everyone can judge me on that if they want, but that's where I am where I'm at a stage where I meditate to make UFOs dance. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. I had somebody contact me and this is the first time I've talked about it. Um, and sorry, I had to write something down mm -hmm. before I forget. Okay. Um, so this person contacted me and told me that they were working at a secret base underground mm. where there was a device that could, this person was very adamant on telling me that we're using the wrong term when we say propulsion because they don't propel by definition. And we've seen that over and over again, like they don't operate, um, with combustibles, basically. So this person also told me that the gravity is being manipulated. So it's not gra it's not gravitational propulsion; it's gravitational repulsion. So it's repelling it. So that was the first interesting thing. And then this person sent me some pictures of some sort of craziness um, that was supposed to be things bending gravity. But it was like a fragment of a picture. So I didn't really know what to do, do with the picture. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then um, this person mentioned what you mentioned. I said, well, what are they made out of kind of thing? And the person said what, kind of like what you said, like the closest thing. It merges with the operator. And it's the operator doesn't have to be in the craft because since your consciousness is a part of kind of like your, what some would call the mind or the minefield, you know, um, that that is you and there is an impulse. There's like an electrical impulse associated with that. There's a, there's a vibration, there's energy associated with your thoughts and your, um, what some would call your astral body or your consciousness, you know, stuff. I know that those are two different things, but these are just different things, ways people have described um, the energy that is not physical on you as we would consider physicality. So this person also said that um, the 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 UFO in the inside was like skin, basically. It's the closest way they could describe it. So it became alive kinda, with the consciousness yeah. of, of, of the like, operator. Yeah. I feel like things are clicking when you're saying this that makes sense. So, okay, let's go weird here for a minute. This is a possibility, and I think everything's connected, and this is going to make people go, hmm. But what if we all, all of us, all of our original origin is near the, you know, what people would call God, right? The creator, which is, right. in my opinion, uh, basically a big ball of energy. 
And, and I've had this impression that we're like, we have a string always connected to that, that from here, from there to here, right? No matter where that is to here. And along that string, you know, all of our lives can be seen as we go back and forth. And we do go back and forth because we die and then we, we go, go back, back yeah. and then we come back into whatever mm -hmm. life we're going to go to, right? That would be why people have the impression we're in a simulation. Okay. So that's how that makes sense. Right. Yeah. But in some of those lives, we're not coming to earth. We're going to other no. places. We're going to yeah. other planets. We're having the connections to some of the species that, you know, people are kind of flipping out about now. Like, yeah. you know, um, some people, you know, feel like some of those are family. You know, so absolutely, and that's why they miss them, and they miss going back. You know, they miss when that when they come here, they miss going back, and they feel maybe that they weren't supposed to come here; they were supposed to be on that planet. You know, mm -hmm. so I think that that all of it's connected, and I feel like, you know, when people talk about interdimensional, it's like, yeah, well, that's how they travel. You know simulation well yeah because this is where we're being plugged into right now but eventually we mm -hmm. go back you know one thing that i don't agree with though is people thinking it conflicts with religion because i don't feel that it does like i don't think I it does either right i don't understand how people think it does at all because if you believe in god you believe god can make anything and right. anyone and as many planets as it wants to if you believe that god is all powerful of course yeah <laughs> you know absolutely like yeah and then, you know what i don't get that at all <laughs> well somebody told me i was talking to somebody sorry this keep, my hair keeps getting like caught on my necklace um okay. i was talking to somebody and she's a very very godly woman but she's very sweet she's not mm -hmm. like a mean christian person she's accepting mm -hmm. and all this but we got into the UFO topic, of course, and um, she'd said that they, she thinks, and a lot of Christians think that this whole UFO disclosure happening with the government, like that part of disclosure, is the enemy, being the devil, trying to confuse people. And he has to be lying, according to her, because, and other people that she knows because in the Bible it says that we're God's most precious creation. So if it's true that there's other beings, then we're not basically the apple of God's eye anymore. Well, okay. So and I that's, have it's heard a strange that. reasoning. Yeah, <laughs> I've no, never I've, heard that until she told me. I have heard that from other people. They say supposedly in the Bible we're made in God's image. And if you recall, like people who have read the Bible, the angels were here first before us. Yeah. yeah. And they, they were. were envious of us. And they did not. And in fact, the devil was before us because the devil yeah. tempted Eve in the garden. Right. Um, if you go religious with this, we're still not the only beings. And, <laughs> you know, exactly. so like, God yeah. was already like. The devil was technically an angel that, you know, God got mad at because, uh, you know, he gave us intelligence. And if you look at the pagan parallel, it's Prometheus. Prometheus did mm -hmm. the same thing. Uh, 
betrayed the gods, gave humans fire, got in trouble. So right. I'm just saying we were never the only beings, even in the Bible. Right. So like there, there was already kind of like an ire, envy, angry situation going on between us and some other beings. But yeah, it wasn't just us. Yeah. So that, I mean, but to me, I'm kind of like, well, if that's your only reason for believing, for not believing that there's other beings, then yeah, I, I really would... can't talk to you anymore because you really aren't thinking at this point. I hate to be like a snotty know-it-all or I'm not right. a know-it-all, but uh, I can't, I just, you and I have nothing in common if you're willing to stop there because I don't right. stop there. I don't stop at this reality. I don't stop at, right. you know. Obviously, I have to. Like, I had to go take my kids to school. I had to do this. I had to do that. I'm a wife, you know, like all that stuff. But when I'm alone and in my thoughts, I don't accept anything as 100% um, like fact. Yeah. I, th I think, so. you know, I think part of this is also, you know, kind of coming from Valet's perspective of the, the, par the paranormal in general does trick people. Yes. I don't think I don't think it's always intentional. I think the technology is a part of it. I think if you mm -hmm. look into what EM does to a brain, and I and I'm, when I say EM, I mean electromagnetic um, okay, radiation. I, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it, it it causes you know hallucinations. It causes mm -hmm. euphoria. It causes panic. Yeah. Just it doesn't have to be related to a UAP. If we have like over like um, um, over, I don't know how, ugh, over expelling uh, radiation from something near us, it's going to happen. It doesn't have to be from a UAP. The same thing will happen. You'll feel panicky. The like when people, um, and because I did, by the way, uh, I did some ghost hunting. So I know mm -hmm. for a fact that people had to rule out EM sometimes when they were looking mm -hmm. for ghosts. Because right. sometimes the same things would happen because of EM that would happen when you saw a ghost. So they had to rule out that there was no EM radiation impacting people. So I guess my point is I think some of it isn't intentionally harmful. It's not yeah. intentionally tricking us. It's just the technology that they use. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense because I've, I've finished reading Messengers of Deception for the book club and between that and American Cosmic, I've kind of put like what I thought I knew, it stopped it. Like, it, I mean, it's not stopped it, but it's made me question more um, by reading those two books because there was, I just was reminded of, there was times where I knew it was angels or I knew it was a demon, a demonic attack, but after reading American Cosmic and Jacques Vallée's book, Messenger of Deception, um, it's made me question a lot more, but it could be as simple as you were just saying. No, nobody's trying to trick, but it's almost just like a side effect of the technology or, you know, how we're able to perceive whatever information they're portraying right. or, or putting out, you know? And I think that's what's happening um, at Skinwalker's ranch i think that there is some technology and you know i've kind of thrown this out to some people who have um, researched there also 
and they've even said this themselves they think there's something under the ground and it's emitting yeah. something and i think it's technology that's causing some of the issues like i'm not sure that there were actual dino beavers there could have been there could have been mm -hmm. some that popped in and out but they could have just been having an, a reaction to the em radiation like that's very well, yeah. possible too so we saw we see that on there like um there was one where people like go into an area where there's known electromagnetic radiation readings that are not baseline or you know that are stronger readings there they'll start feeling weird um like like physically like like dizzy even you know yeah and they, they say that you know it depends on what you bring when you come to the ranch if you have a good experience or a bad experience right. and i don't i don't know that because i think sometimes that that level of radiation can cause euphoria or it can cause an, well, a panic so well it could it, it could be kind of like the set and setting thing i mean um and it's a similar thing if you're about to do any sort of like herbal entheogenic things do you know what i mean or entheogenic mm -hmm. plants like if you're in a bad mood don't do it right or right. if you're kind of like a crummy person carrying around all this emotional baggage don't do it because essentially if, that, if that's true what you're saying if it's as simple as some um, radiation or electromagnetic radiation making people feel a certain way just because that's what it does like your mindset is going to interpret that different ways so it's either going to you know make it euphoric or 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 a monster you know right. <laughs> fear yeah. like so, so yeah, it's, it's almost like um an adrenaline rush right so like yeah. people who go on a roller coaster for instance some of them think oh my god this is the most amazing rush ever right. and other people are like i'm gonna die yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> and so. you said you've done some like ghost hunting and i feel like that that happens with people's experiences with uh with the paranormal or spirits because mm -hmm. When I went to Waverly Hills Sanatorium, there were shadow people, but I didn't feel threatened by them. But you get these ghost hunters going in there, as they call, you know, some people call them ghost hunters or paranormal investigators go in there and they're doing like the intimidation tactics to get them to like act. Like if you go in there thinking that all these uh, horrible experiments were done at Waverly Hills and people were just being tortured and it was a horrible, horrible place, then you're going to encounter the spirits that are, you're only going to be able to resonate with that vibration so maybe there was a nice woman that passed away of tuberculosis at waverly hills you're not going to see her because you're in a shitty mood essentially <laughs> or you're being negative right away i'm just now i'm just thinking like the purpose of that like i don't even know that all of our um let's just say uap occupants for the sake of avoiding a semantics <laughs> issue I don't know that all of them worry about whether or not they're impacting us this way, but I do think yeah. some of them might be using that technology in a defensive way. Cause like, yeah. I definitely like when it comes to the ranch, I just instinctively think something's trying to keep them away and they yeah. won't go, they won't go away. Like they're trying yeah, to say, yeah, I don't know. That's just my instinctive reaction to that. They're just saying, well, yeah, it's a simple thing like to think about it's, it's, it makes sense because think about standing on an anthill and not knowing that you're standing on an anthill. Right. And then what happens? You're going to know because they're going to attack you, you know? Um, mm. 
So it could be super simple like that too. Like they're not, they could, they might not even be thinking about us. Yeah. It might just be, I mean, we've all, I mean, I think if you had experiences that, you know, they're definitely interacting, but sometimes maybe like if there's different types, you know, they, they might not be interacting on purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and it's worth saying that it, everything seems to indicate there are different types and um there are lots of different types and yep. some of them probably could care less about us and some of them might think we're the coolest thing since well i don't know if they have sliced bread never mind <laughs> you know so, they you have know, pancakes some, apparently uh, yes yes <laughs> they might have some cool little uh what was it wheat pancakes but like wheat yeah, pancakes <laughs> right so and that's one thing that i'm, I'm going to point out also about clark's book even within the uh people that she spoke to and the different tribes they're saying there's just a ton of different kinds of star people you know yeah. so some well, of look them at how many, look at insects on our earth right mm-hmm. uncountable right. it's uncountable right <laughs> and i have i've pointed out to people who are saying oh well it's very unlikely that more than one planet would come here and i'm like okay we're just so egotistical about this we oh i know i hate that yeah yeah we haven't really been around that long but but let's just say we want to assume that they're like us that you right, know, the right. anthropomorphic well, ideals yeah. being projected I they could just be like a giant mantis right with the right. sentient Who you knows? know but but i but i make this point okay so say it's just one planet well does it occur to anyone who's having this thought that there are multiple species on our own planet? Like, of course, yeah. they could, if they're all from one planet, they could still be a ton of different species. <laughs> like, oh, so, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. It's just the, the thoughts that people have that close them to thinking of new things is like really interesting to me. And I try it not is. to... I try not to tell people what to think. I try to just give them all the information. But like, I, I do know that there's things I want to think and there's things that I have an instinct about, about what's going on. So I try to, you know, touch on that as well. So I did have um, a question when I put out to the world, um, if someone had a question for today and I wanted to make sure that I asked that question Okay, you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. How does Priscilla feel her own style of interviewing has developed since she started her channel? And this came from that UFO Andy. podcast. <laughs> yes. Because I saw it and I almost answered it on the... <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, wait. Because I luckily I went and read the thread. Because I was about mm -hmm. to just write, uh, okay, Andy's asking me a random question. Um, but I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm a person. I'm not an investigative journalist or I don't I don't necessarily want to get all the big names on like some people want, you know, mm -hmm. um, like, you know, like Lou, like everybody wants Lou and I understand why. But if I had Lou on, I feel like I would want to get to know him as a person. I, I think that my inner my style has changed that um, it's more of a conversation and a hangout versus a hardcore interview. Mm hmm. And I yeah. think that's how it is. I don't really know. I didn't know. Um, I never thought of it that way. Like the unique style or the style, you know, of interviewing people. I just want to get to know people. I think in the short amount of time that I've known you, that you've definitely become more confident. And like, 
that's just what I've seen. Like in the beginning, I think um, you were just like, I, I want to talk about this. But now you're like, you know what? We need to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because I think the first person I had on was it was Chrissy Newton. I think it was Chrissy Newton. So that was probably not the best person to start with because she's a very sweet and amazing person. Mm-hmm. But I was like, she's kind of a big deal. Right. She's a big deal. So I think that was a lot of it. Um, and then I had another person, um, which I had talked to Max Moscovich before on his channel. And I talked to him kind of like on his channel. I think I was talked to him twice on his channel, maybe once, once on his channel. And then other times like on Instagram with like lives that Vinny was doing with disclosure team. And then I was like, Oh friend, I'll have him on. But then I scared myself because I was like, he's like a real journalist. Like he's, right. he's kind of a big deal too. So, well, you know, I, I think I, that I should have started with like friends first, but right. I'm like, Chrissy, will you be my first interview? And she's like, sure. And I was like, I didn't think she was going to say yes, honestly. So she's a brilliant then, person. She really is. She is. I love, she's a sweet person too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with Max, he was like, I was like, you got to be my first interview. But I still was nervous with Max and he's such a nice guy too. Mm-hmm. But I got into my head. I let it get into my head. Like he's, he's like the real deal. You got like some real deal guy on here, even though you, he's friendly. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, but yeah. I th- you're right. You're right. Um, I'm more comfortable now. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing that's probably changed. I'm not trying to like, I'm not so self-conscious about talking to people now. Yeah. Whereas before it was kind of like, like I tell people like when I, when I did speech or communications, you had to do like a speech class, right? For, for college. The first speech I gave, I swear it sounded like I swallowed a vibrator. I sounded oh, like a wow. goat wow. and I felt like my voice. <laughs> and then you got to take, like, I've always been told, like, you're too quiet. Um, oh. Nobody cares about that kind of stuff. Um, and then there's like, uh, in a, growing up in a, with a, a stepdad that would just not hear it. Anything, nothing you said mattered. Children were seen, not heard, that kind of thing. So hmm. I don't know where I'm talking to all these people that I admire that are very smart as well so i think that was very intimidating for me at first and also like people have commented like like oh you're the quiet one you know what i mean yeah i Um, I, you know it's it's funny because i'm that person that goes to a meeting and i i'm like okay so i'm on a cusp i'm a cancer leo so um that means for work and things like this the leo comes out you know and then for like my private life it's different i'm a cancer so i'm like yeah whatever but when it comes to things like this i mean i'm like you know i don't care if you're the queen of england if if we're going to talk about this stuff i'm going to write you a letter if you're willing to talk we're (laughs) going to talk and it's not going to bother me because i i feel like when it comes to this topic we do have a lot of brilliant people we have some very interesting people but we're all people and we're exactly. all on this side of this trying to figure it out. Right, you know, right. If that makes sense. So that's why I think I stopped. I think in the beginning I was really nervous because, you know, you, you say things wrong. I typo all the time. I say things wrong all the time. Right. Uh, um, 
DJ will tease me constantly if, if my show is dead the or fact, just the fact that people want to hear what you say was like a weird it's a weird thing I'm not you know yeah. what I mean like it's a weird thing like I want to know what you're saying like I want to know what DJ saying I want to know what other people are saying so why wouldn't it be the other way around like yeah you said we're all people right even the, like the most prestigious person in the world is a person right yeah don't I don't feel like that that caste system that that caste system mentality that people have had I never really felt that you know like yeah I've I've worked in an, I've worked in areas where um, you you might call them slums I don't really like that term I've worked in areas where um, you know people were really extremely poor let's just say that okay and I didn't feel any different with those people than I do in houses where you could cartwheel across a bedroom like for five minutes and still not reach mm -hmm. the other side. And like I have hung out with both types of people and never really felt one was like significantly different from the other. So I think when when people get over those systems and realize that everyone's just got the same set of feelings, it's a lot more comfortable. And when it comes to this topic, more people need to realize that we're all together and have the same set of feelings and we're all trying to figure right. it out. So, yeah. which is, you know, obviously why I made that event that's coming up this weekend. Yeah. I want everyone to kind of, you know, realize, yeah, we're all going to be different about what we think, but we're all on the same team. So it's very true. People do need to be reminded. <laughs> Unfortunately, but and, and I know that sometimes we deal with some nasty people because I know that everyone does. But I just want to, you know, remind people, you know, when that happens, that maybe one in five is going to be nasty, but you you still have to work for the other four. The other four exactly. need you. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, the other four need you, man. Try to help them. <laughs> Right. And you, you never know what you're saying may be what someone else needs to hear. I think sometimes that's where that synchronicity happens too. Like, yeah. you know, like I, I won't name names, but like the other person that told me about a very similar light being is someone that we know, you know, like oh, wow. if, if I hadn't been willing to tell about my experience, I wouldn't have known that someone else had a, a similar experience. Yeah. And I've seen those same types or similar beings. So right. you're not, I've, you know, not alone. <laughs> the whole, like, I'm your mother or grandmother thing really threw me, though. That was weird. I'm you, your mother, and your grandmother. Like, I'm like, that's just, yeah, I'll, I'm still working on that one. Yeah, but sometimes the only they give you messages. <laughs> like, could be like a, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is like the DNA. But I always tell people, like, mm -hmm on the metaphysical level, you, you have a, a soul lineage as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, we know meta, you know, um, meta epigenetics here. There mm -hmm. is a sort of epigenetics for your like energetic genetics, if that makes any mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have the name genetics, but you know, um, but like if you were in another lifetime, this maybe a different species or something, you might gravitate towards that now because of like your soul lineage. Mm -hmm. Or towards, you know, like maybe you were a light being, like whatever they are. So it is you. 
And also, you know, like we think about mitochondrial DNA, it's like in us, there's like uh, energetic versions of that. Yeah. So it's also interesting. Um, sometimes, you know, people will tell a story and you get such a strong visual of what they're talking about that you mm -hmm. wonder, is this my imagination's just this good or am I actually seeing this like a memory when they're talking about it? And that happened to me when I was interviewing Marie and she was talking about light beings that she had encountered. Oh, interesting. And I was like, I can see what she's telling me and it was kind of freaking me out. And I'm like, is my imagination this good? Because it was the same level of detail that I get when I meditate, you know? Yeah. And unfortunately, what she was telling me was not a comforting message, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I, oh, I, I won't, I, I'll, I'll let uh, people who want to listen to that, listen to that interview. It was really interesting. Um, but like, it was vivid. Like, I, like when she was describing, it, it's like, I could see it. So That's it's interesting. Just, yeah. Hmm. I should like things. Yeah. I should, I feel like I should tell her cause she would, she had an onboard experience and that was the part where I was like seeing what she was describing. Oh, wow. So I think more people have had those sorts of experiences than will ever remember it. Honestly. Yeah. That's actually a conversation I would like to have with um, our friend John in the future. I invited him to come on the dojo and talk about how we can help experiencers. And one thing he and I have discussed in the past is if it is correct, based on polling that Bigelow has done, much to many people not knowing that he did this, he polled a lot of people. It could be up to one in 50 people. One in 50. <laughs> and that's quite a lot. Oh, yeah. And and then how many of them remember? Uh, you keep hearing these people don't remember, and then suddenly yeah, they do. They do. Like, yep. like Kurt Russell, he didn't remember <laughs> seeing the Phoenix Lights, right? <laughs> and then he, that is so crazy. Yeah, I, I know. I remember hearing that. I was like, what? <laughs> he didn't remember, and he was the one who reported it. And then he he was the pilot that reported it, and then he said. I don't know why I didn't remember. It's the weirdest thing until I heard about it years later. I was the, and then it just came back to me. That's crazy. so like, yeah. How many people? How does that happen? I yeah. know it's so weird. Like so much is so weird, but that's why we have to work <laughs> together to figure it out. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. I, I have uh, definitely gone a little longer than I meant to because there's just so oh, many it's things. Fine. Yeah, that, that, that are interesting to talk about, of course. Um, I want you to get a chance to let people know where they can find you before we finish up today. Okay. Um, you can find me on the – my YouTube channel is Quantum Witch Cafe. And if you can't find it there, uh, Instagram or Twitter, my handle is at quantum underscore witch spelled W Y. T C H. Mm -hmm. So you can find me there and then they all have my link tree. So they lead yep. to each other. Right. And I just want to also point out that um, Priscilla has a show coming up this weekend for those who um, want to check out 
the YouTube channel, she does the the book club, and it, there's one coming up this weekend, right? Right, right. So we did we we did move it to two p.m. Eastern because uh, Vinny Adams is having a show on Disclosure Team Channel with Sean Cahill, Zan, Dan Zetterstrom from the Signal, and um, oh my gosh, Lou Elizondo. <laughs> forget about Lou. Um, so his was going to start at the same time as ours. So we were like, let's move it, you know, earlier an hour. That way we can all go watch that. And then um, also like, you know, we didn't want to miss anything from that one. So if we moved it after their show or after his scheduled time, we, they might not finish. So we're going to do it at 2 PM Eastern on my channel. And I, I, it's not going to be a very big panel this time. But uh, Nathan will be there. Jay from Experiencer. The Experiencer group will be there. Mm -hmm. I think that Sean from Witness and Sin will be there. Mm -hmm. And then I Spaghetti Is Man Graham? may not be there. <laughs> Graham's going to be there. Yeah, Graham's okay. like, yeah, he's going to be there. Um, God, I, I love, love Graham. Graham. He, he, he was so, uh, I was reading some of the stuff happening today, you know, with the world being, you know, mm -hmm. with the, the conflict happening in Ukraine. And he some guy was saying something and Graham like give gave the classiest diss that I had ever seen given. <laughs> He's just like, okay, person with zero followers, I'll be reading it. And then it was just like all this Graham, Grahamness, all this awesome Rendell just, and I was like that Graham gets the trophy for classiest diss yeah. in the world. I know. I, I saw, saw <laughs> Did you know what I'm talking book. about? No, I saw him do it with the book club because someone had talked about <laughs> UAPs in Antarctica, and he goes, I just want you to know that if we pick <laughs> that book, I will not be reading it. <laughs> well, even we, even with American Cosmic, he's like, Diana came, I got Diana um, between me and Vinny, like, we got her on, and uh, he's like, I just want you to know when I was reading this, I thought it was absolutely rubbish, because it was talking about religious experiences and stuff, he's like, but then he realized, you know, it wasn't, and all, <laughs> but I just love him so much, like, <laughs> And yes. I was surprised he said yes, too, because he was my first guest for a book club. And now he's like part of the book club. So he's I just love him. He's like, I just he love really, how he can diss, diss people, but be classy about it. That's, it an must be an English person. thing. Yeah. Because Vinny's yes. done it, too. I'm like, Vinny just dissed somebody and it was very classy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's an amazing person. And yes, so we have some good friends, luckily, in the community. So we do. Yay. Yes. <laughs> So um, I'm going to go ahead and close out. So I want to thank everyone who was listening to our talk, which, you know, as I said before, it's like our chat today. Um, and I wanted to let you know that if you guys want to find me, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, I'm on the Calling All Beings channel with um, the Calling All Beings crew. We call it the Cab Fam. And if you guys want to reach out to me, say hi feel free to do so otherwise have a good night bye <laughs>